Hey everyone, welcome to the FLA Cat Hockey Podcast. This is your host David Rodriguez with my co-host Ryan Keelan, Kirby Lupel. Ryan Kirby, I mean, what is there to say? Last night was electric. I'm sure Game Seven will be electric, but who would have thought? Today we're talking about Game Seven against the Boston Bruins. A wild night at home on Friday night. Ryan, we'll start with you. I'm sure you've still you've lost your voice a little bit, but I'm sure you can hang in there for the episode. Yeah, I'm ready. I lost my voice a little bit yesterday. I got so nervous. Um, I, I had two Trulies on the tarmac. I puked a little bit of it up right before the game. I think during the national anthem, I was fired up, nervous, uh, hopeful, but I'm happy. I'm ready for game seven. I can't believe we got this far. Let's do it. I'm ready for Sunday. Why is our community team truly or whatever? Like both <laughs> of you guys, there's people on Twitter in our spaces. That's their drink. Love I, I want to get to the Panthers, but I, I got a gripe to pick with, with Ryan here, David, and something that has been a constant theme for this whole season on the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast here. Ryan was counting the Rangers series over on our last podcast, and I had the Rangers in a sweep, and it was 2 nothing. and he's like, this series is over, it's done, and I don't know what's going on in that series now. It looks like New Jersey's going to win. So I think we need to record like well before any games, uh, well before any Panthers stuff, because whenever Ryan counts something over, it goes in the reverse, right, David? <laughs> it's That's killing that. I mean, Ryan Ryan was big on his Rangers. You were big on the Rangers, Kirby, but you know, I mean, Devils seem to take control of it. But It's not over. Know. Yeah, you it's never know. Just, you said that earlier in the year when Panthers needed wins. You're like, this game's over, and then the team would come back from down two goals or whatever. No, that was with the Sabres. And then the game would just reverse and flip. I think it's happened like three, four times this year. Yeah, it happened a couple times on the pod. No Panther predictions for Ryan. No Panther <laughs> All right, well, I'll say that we're, we're losing tomorrow. Is that what you want? A little Who's reverse? reverse? <laughs> oh, boy. We're going to get blown out. Oh, no. boy. Oh, you guys heard it here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like like we were talking with, with Bill Lindsay the last time we, we recorded, the Panthers were down 2-1. They were coming home uh, after the second or the first home game, another home game last Sunday. Uh, failed to get it done both times at home to go down 3-1. You had to go to Boston, then come back home for a potential even get it to seven. So, I mean, I don't think a lot of people were thinking that we'd be having a preview episode for number seven. So I'm excited. I know you're excited, Ryan and Kirby. Sounds like there's going to be a little watch party in Fort Lauderdale. A lot of people on Twitter were saying, hey, why don't they do it at the arena? But I feel like it was just, you know, such a short, it'd be such a short notice. And I mean, a Sunday, I mean, maybe, but I mean, you kind of want to fill up an arena if you're going to be hosting at an arena. It'd be kind of tough, in my opinion, especially right. with the with the and C show this weekend. Mm-hmm. Are we going? I see you've been out at the and C show a little bit. Are we going to the watch party or no? Uh, I don't know. I got to see what I got going on. But I know that, uh, yeah, I was at the and C show uh, today on Saturday of the day of the recording. It was nice. Got a little sun, Kirby. If you don't know what the and C show, it's like a bunch of planes and uh, stuff like that that fly over Fort Lauderdale Beach and you get a cool view of uh, some some pretty cool stuff. So it was nice. That's the first time I've ever been to it, Ryan. So mm-hmm. it's nice. So 90 degrees here in South Florida, but nothing's hotter than the Cats right now. Kirby and two wins in a row, obviously a big one in Boston, and then the epic game on Friday night. I mean, who stood out the most to you, Kirby, in these two games? I think we've all got a name under the tip of our tongue. Well, yeah, just before we even get into that, I want you guys to just tell me, like, what were the vibes in the arena for game six? We broke it down on spaces. We had a lot of calls um, from people coming in after the game. I like, woof. I tried to get everyone in, but the mics were like full all night. 
We went like three, four hours. It was a big celebration night. People are like, this is one of the most wild um, atmospheres they've ever been at too. So I just wanted your guys' kind of take on that. Off I, I think, you know, I think it was way better than the first two home games because we scored early. Montour, your boy, scored early. So, you know, the fans were in it. The first two games, you know, Boston scored first. They scored the second goal before we got one. So we were pretty much out of – the fans were out of it from the start. But game six, it was it was nuts. It was the best hockey game I think I've been to that we won. So it was electric. David, Dave, David told me on spaces and off the air too, like the, the, the pop in the building was as loud. We'll get into some of the goals here, obviously, as a Marcel Gotch goal, you know, going back to that New Jersey Marcel Devil. Gotch goal, yeah. I, <laughs> I was like, that's a bold statement, David. That's what David told me last night. I, was like, I don't even know if David I, was – I remember that building ro- rocking in, in – in, uh, what would have been game seven there against the Devils? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, like you said, Ryan Brandon Montour and Matthew Kachuk getting on the board in the first period. I guess just to answer my question, I'd ask you guys. I would say Matthew Kachuk has been that standout player that we had hoped for, and has has shown in these big moments that you know he can you know put the team on the back and he can pretty much carry the team, uh, not just inside the the locker room but on the ice as well. So. Like you said, Ryan, the energy was high. It's It remained high for the majority of the game. I think the Panthers' um, staff made it in, or the FLA Live Arena staff made it an emphasis to just continue the let's go Cats, let's go Cats, much more compared to games three and four. There was a lot less Boston fans for sure in this game six, so to see a lot of red and, and to get a game like that was such a treat. And like you said, Ryan, to to say that that was one of the most exciting hockey games I've ever been to is is pretty much got to be up there in the top three, top four, in my opinion. Um, just based on that third period swing of emotions and from a high of how we went into this third period up three to two to a low within the first four minutes, town four three. Then you got a guy like Zach Dalpy to score a goal of all. That's people. my guy, my AHL guy that I've said we need him in the lineup. I've been championing him all year. I remember him scoring that big goal in Winnipeg there. David, to answer your question there. I think we needed a Kachuk and Barkoff game, which we kind of got last night. And we needed that's Cody mentioned, my co host on Spaces mentioned. We need the supporting cast guys to show up. And no better way than a guy like Zach Dalpy to score like the biggest goal that he may ever have in his NHL career. Oh, it is by far. That was huge. Um, and then the Lusto goal, obviously, that you're going to mention and how that building was there, David. But I think we finally got that role players stepping up. Uh, Nick Cousins, that was a big play that he made. Um, that POP pass off the pads, shot off the pads. Um, and then Kachuk banging that one in. He's been great on that Kachuk line. And then you see Delpy. And then that third line, probably the best our third lines looked all year. And then the best players on our team showing up when you needed them in Kachuk and Barkov. That's kind of how I'd answer your question there more than one guy really showed up last night in a must-win situation ryan when jake debrus scored that shorthanded goal to make it 5-4 did you think it was over um see i mean it felt like you know we're the panthers this always stuff like that always happens to us it it wasn't a great moment um you know i'm, I'm not gonna i could say whose fault that was because very lazy play by uh the captain there but I, w- I was kind of pissed, but I mean, I, I didn't lose, I didn't lose faith because we were, we looked really good. The building was loud. So I, I blame, I, I, I blame, really I blame, I blame Montur Barkoff and even the forwards that were skating back. Cause we kind of broke that down on spaces collectively. That was a lot of people to blame there. And did that cool. guy, did that, did that moment give you guys any Ross Colton vibes? Cause someone mentioned that to me on spaces. And I thought about that right after the goal happened. So, so 
I was I was kind of like right behind um, the net, but on the far on the far side of that. And you just saw DeBrusque just shooting right up the ice, kind of off the bench. And like no one was picking him up. I know Reinhardt was a little behind him, but Barkov, like I want him to throw some hits, but not there. He kind of just chased after while Montour was. It wasn't Montour's fault. Montour was already down there. Barkov kind of skated to the corner and just left him, you know, wide open. So we so. all know that Ross Colton played from last year with Uyghur. Well, the uh -huh. guys that were skating back were Nola, Chari, and Forsling. Forsling goes behind the net. Achari doesn't pick up anyone in front. Right. So that's why that play really reminded me of that. Like, Montour has some blame. Obviously, Barkov coming in there as the forward, not the demon. And then the guys that are back, uh, back checking, not coming back hard enough in a real urgent situation. That's maybe like a regular season power play situation where you just kind of float back to the puck. But that was like a very urgent power play there in the third period. And I was like... Yeah, Ryan, it felt like, yeah, same old Panthers, memories from the past, just kind of creeping in there. I think, David, to answer your question, there's two, three moments in the game where I was like, I don't know if this is our night or not, but it ends up being. So you never know. Yeah, <laughs> But that was a moment thought, for sure. That was a moment for thought, sure. Who would have thought, you know, I kind of highlighted this before the series started, you know, power play, power play, special teams, special teams. That's going to be the X factor. And all three goals that – Boston had had, uh, or I'm sorry, the first two goals they had, which was Bertuzzi's, Pasternak's world-class goal. I'm not even going to complain about that. Yeah. That's, that's just disgusting. That's You just have to tip your hat on that type of goal. I mean, nobody, And Paul Maurice said the same thing on that. Yeah, nobody can, you know, figure he'd be pulling something out of that from his arsenal, you know, in a game like that. Um, and then Bertuzzi's goal in the third was a nice one, not on the power play, but then Pasternak got again on the power play. So to have a shorthanded goal, it's like, really, it's going to be like this, where it's a special teams goal on a shorthanded chance that is going to put us to bed. But like we still, like you said a little bit earlier, um, Kirby, Anton Lundell got his second assist and Forsling got his second assist of the series on that Matthew Kachuk just 27 seconds later. And you could really see the, um, the frustration on Jim Montgomery's face. I think I saw a clip of him. He like threw his water bottle on the floor and was mad. And just immediate, immediate response that, you know, it, it didn't really give the fans much of a, a time to really think and, you know, process what just happened because less than 30 seconds later, Kachuk tied it up again. And then, like you said, Kirby, it, it, it's Ulyssa Ryan's goal, just heads up play from, from the team. And again, lazy clearances from Boston that just fed into that momentum that Florida had. And, you know, I don't think Ulyssa Ryan will shoot it puck as beautiful as that. Uh, ever in a game like that. And he even said that's the biggest goal of his career. So hats off to Lister Ryan. And I mean, a big goal and a big moment, kind of those ones that you'll remember a long time. If, if this can continue, you know, past this series and, you know, we'll, we'll you know, obviously remember these Bobrovsky saves, especially in game five on that uh, Marshan breakaway attempt that could have sealed the deal. So uh, just a lot of moments that you, you you kind of highlight and just think about like, wow, had that not gone in or had that not been a save, you know, had that challenge that Maurice made on the, on that little hand pass that, you know, if you don't catch that on a, on a replay or anything, you're, you're not, you're not catching that anywhere. So just these little things that I think have gone Florida's way that, you know, have us kicking guys. And we would have lost but, David yeah. for the, from the hand pass. If, if that, you know, if that yeah, was a goal and was was gone. went down, they probably would have had another power play go on top of that. And it would have just spiraled out of control. And, and Ryan, there was, there was, there was up and a down motions all that game. And that was one of them. The hand pass one that you guys mentioned, there was three, four turning points, you know, the Delpy goal, um, the DeBras shorthanded goal. That was another turning point. It was a microcosm of our whole season. 
There yeah. was three, yeah. four, five moments where you're like, we're not going to do it this year. We're not going to make the playoffs. Oh, okay, we have a chance. Okay, we're not going to make the playoffs. That game six was a microcosm of the whole Panther season. And it was so hard to break down. Like, what did you think of this moment of the game? And what did you think of that moment? And it was just, it was just unreal. And But it's just kind of fitting to how this kind of season has been. And we got Bub Roski, the goalie game in game five, game three and four, like the Panthers from last year, no energy on home ice, giving away home ice. And then game six to kind of have this wild and crazy um, result that I don't think, you know, I've seen every Panther game playoff game in my life. I don't think you can really uh, compare one to that one. So this one's going to be remembered for a long time. It'll be interesting retrospectively how we kind of look back at it, like in a year's time, five years time. But, you know, wh- whatever happens in game seven, this game six will will be remembered for a long time. Absolutely. And just some quotes from post the game six. I think Jake DeBrusque had said, we worked all year to get home ice advantage, and it comes down to game seven where we're up for elimination now. Uh, Jim Montgomery had said, or I'm sorry, uh, Jonas Omark had said, we know that this was going to be a war. That's how it is in the first round. It's the toughest one to get by. And then Jim from Jim Montgomery had said, Florida's a determined group. So, yeah, I mean, we said it, Bob. Florida's been in this elimination kind of mindset since February, guys, where you know just these crucial moments and swings, like you said, Kirby, were just a microchasm of the last you know, three, four months where in January, you can kind of think of the third period, the beginning of the third period, everything was going wrong. Boston got off to a good start four to three and there was no hope. And then Zach Dalby comes out of nowhere and just kind of shines. And you kind of think of of, uh, an Alex Lyon who had stepped up in the last, you know, quarter of the season, just a guy that comes out of nowhere. And then Jake DeBrus scores to kind of, you know, destroy any momentum you had had kind of going into brings us back to Ross Colton moments and Tampa Bay lightning. Yeah. And you can just kind of think, Oh, those last two games in the regular season, we blew it. We had a chance to play against New Jersey or Carolina. It's over, but here come the cats again and just put up a fight and just score three unanswered goals to, you know, put the game away. And and you can kind of just say, Hey, we were down three, one in the series. And now two games later, it's three to three and it's a game seven. Paul Maurice masterclass, baby. <laughs> I want to uh, get into Paul Maurice. I don't know if that's you guys my want to coach now or later, but I got, yeah. I got some stuff there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What you got there, Kirby? Cause I know yeah, um, I, credited I got a question for, for you guys, a question for you guys and kind of the, the anti Maurice crowd. So I'll start with the anti Maurice crowd first. Like, I don't know whatever result this game, seven bears, win, loss, blowout, close game. I don't think really the most anti Paul Maurice fans coming into the season throughout the season. I'm still getting DMS last night on it can say when this season, this series ends, regardless of what happens, that, you know, this was on Paul Maurice's shoulders. He did not make adjustments. We didn't do anything on the power play. You know, Brunette or the past coaching staff could have done this or could have done that. I think, you know, regardless of how you break this down, 70 to 80%, I can, I can say confidently, you can give Maurice credit for the adjustments he's made on the power play, for putting Zach Delpy in the lineup, how he's handled the goaltending situation. Fans didn't want to see Bob back in the net. He wins that big game five that gives the Panthers a chance in game seven. Now we got to see how Bob plays in game seven, but just the things that he did with Alex Lyon down the stretch, how he played with him, the adjustment on the power play where we've, we've talked about a lot of spaces, putting Barkoff at the top and dropping Monter down. Monter is kind of like, um, kind of like a roving towards the net and looking for those one-time plays, those jam plays in front. You're seeing Kachuk kind of making a little different adjustments in front and to the side of the net there. So my question to you guys is, knowing this Panther team throughout their entire history, I would say outside of Doug McLean and, and maybe Joe Quinville, 
which coach in Panthers history would have done a better job in this series, in this situation than Paul Maurice. I can't think of a name. So, and this is also including Mike Keenan, who won a Stanley Cup with the New York Rangers, who used to coach the Panthers. I don't even know if he could have done this. So again, a lot of people have been critical on Paul Maurice. I, I kind of was thinking of this today and I was like, how many other coaches in the Panthers history could have done what he has done in this series, you know? And you could say arguably out coaching Jim Montgomery, the coach of the year. Uh, coach Q. Yeah. Co- coach Q. Is that, is that where the list ends? <laughs> I Kevin said Doug McLean, Gerard Gallant. Gerard Gallant. Gerard Gallant to me was an iffy one. I don't know. That was like my third name there. But I'm like, ugh. like if Maurice is as bad as some claim him to be, I was like, I don't know because all the coaches we've had through history, I don't know. This is, uh, I, I'm going to give like Maurice at the end of the series an A, A minus, mm-hmm. B plus. And, and David, that even surprises me a little Regardless bit. of the outcome, Kirby? Regardless of the outcome in game seven at this point. Yeah, because it's, I, it, I mean, it's, it's, it was improbable for us to even get to game seven. I mean, after how we started this year. So mm-hmm. I, I would probably give him an A minus A on the year, even though we had a horrible start and we had to play catch up for three months. But, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can't ask for anything more. A game seven as an eight seed, Kachuk is Kachuk's basically like a, a Jimmy Butler now. You know, just willing the team to win from the eighth seed, knocking off the one. So we need that to happen again. But Paul, Paul Maurice has done a a great job so far. Play, playoff style hockey all year has been paying off so far. Because you can and, see the the issue in in Winnipeg, they're all ripping bonus now. Yeah, that that played that I tweeted that out too, Ryan, and that plays into my narrative a bit there too. But like. David and Ryan, like the players like Barkov who haven't played their best this year and now is starting to like finally turn that corner a bit. We don't have we don't have the depth that Boston has. And we're doing mm-hmm. this to Boston, you know? And the games that we won were on their home ice. We didn't even play that great on our home ice. So it's like we needed to show up in that game six to me. We needed to show up. Maurice was a factor in that. It's like, okay, you get last change. Uh let's get I said, let's try to get four or five goals. Let's score one or two on the power play. They did that. It's just like you, all the adjustments that have been made. I just didn't see that last year in the playoffs against Washington, Tampa. I didn't see that with past coaches, um, with the Panthers, where they weren't able to get through a first round opponent. Where, you know, a lot of those series, Ryan, David, Panthers had home ice advantage. This year, they were playing the best record in NHL history team, and being able to do what they've done has been pretty remarkable. Um, there's been some smoke and mirrors. <laughs> Boston has dominated play at times, and I, I can see that. But just to be able to like, – we talk about results at the end of the day sometimes, and the, for Maurice to be able to get these results from this team, I don't know if i even seen this coming into the playoffs. You know, So just have to give uh, respect and props, and it'll be interesting how everyone kind of breaks it down after Game 7, David. Yeah, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to give anybody a grade right now because there's still one game to be played, I think – you know, obviously, I think Boston will still be, you know, a heavy favorite going into that game seven for sure in their building. We've beaten them twice now, which is awesome, but you never know. Anything can happen in a game seven. You know, the unlikely hero can be a hero and you just you just got to hope and pray that your team is the one that, you know, is shaking the hands and going to the locker room and getting ready for round two in, in the next you know week or so. So. I mean, to say what's gone on so far, I mean, I don't think anyone would have thought down 3-1 having to go to Boston than at home with with Boston getting pretty much healthy again with Krejci and Bergeron bash in the lineup. I just, We've looked better since they came back. Yeah, I mean... For We're all, beating them five on five, Like David. I said, yeah, like I said, you got to stay out of the box. And, and that third period was just who wanted it more, who was willing to 
to get the most out of their team. And I think the fans, like, like we've said, and the energy just kept that belief at home in Florida that maybe in Boston, it doesn't happen. But I mean, when you've got a guy like a Chuck who said, remember this locker room, we're going to be here for game seven. And, you know, Boston is pretty much saying every other cliche they can to kind of keep their confidence high. I, I would be scared if I'm a Boston Bruins fan for sure going to that game seven because listen, those guys in white, you know, they'll they'll be ready to go for sure. And like you but said, David, you don't you don't want to sorry, David, you don't want to give a grade yet, but the Panthers are playing with house money right now. That's what I'm saying. I Never mean I, if it ends tomorrow, for sure, I'll be disappointed. I'll be I'll be bummed. I'll be I'll be you know sad, but I mean, like we said, you know, they're here because they believed in each other. They could have fought, you know, dropped their shoulders months ago, but they're here. So, you know, are 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 we ready to give them a cool like pat in the back? Thanks for getting here, you know, kind of thing. I'm I'm I don't think so. I don't think they're 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 there yet. I think they really believe in that locker room that that game on Sunday is going to be theirs. So, uh, you know, I, I'll give them an A for sure. But I want to play more hockey, just in my opinion. Of I think course, this, yeah, of this course, team yeah. can. This team can, and and if you know, things fall in, in the right place. We'll be talking next week about a round two preview. Who would have thought after beating the best regular season all time, um, three times in the build in their buildings, guys, that's what it's going to take beating them three times in Boston. Who would have thought? Who would it's have thought? tough. It's is that, 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 that going to be a record for knocking off a number one seed team, beating them three times it's in a series? Cause be. I know number one seeds have fallen before, but that could be a record beating it's, them three times. It's gotta be where you beat them three times. And in a building that I think they only lost four times all season in regulation. Oh, that's crazy. To beat them three times. This out team of, seven? of all teams, the Panthers. This right. Panthers, I don't it's know. Incredible. I can't figure it out. I can't. It's incredible. I mean, 34, four and three and the boss and the Panthers can potentially beat them three to one at home in a four, in a four game homestand, I guess you could say for them. So I don't know, boys. I mean, it's, it's I got one crazy. player, David and Kirby. This is, this player has had a bad series overall. It's it's Bobrovsky. I mean, if he plays how he did game five, we win the series. If he plays how we, you know, how we did last night, I know they weren't all his fault, but we're we're going home. I'm sorry. Like Bob has to play one of his top five games of the season or or we're done. That's just it's as simple as that, because we're not going to score six goals or seven goals, excuse me, tomorrow. So, yeah, I think I agree with you, Ryan. I think keep it under first... keep it under four goals and we're good. I, I said in game six. I said in the game six for the Panthers to kind of win or to give me confidence. They need to score in the first 10 minutes and maybe be a power play goal in game seven. I agree with you, Ryan. First 10 minutes will all determine our night on Bob's mm -hmm. shoulders and how he looks, even if he doesn't allow a goal in the first 10 minutes, but it's kind of losing his net and kind of like shaky. I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's going to instill a lot of confidence because it could be a low scoring game, Ryan. I agree with you there. But if he comes out and he's, you know, I, I, I sometimes feel like he needs to see more pucks early to be in that mode. And even if Boston comes out flying, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world if our best player on the ice is Bobrovsky. Yeah, and, and I think Bob. I think, like I've said at the beginning of the season series, is you got to stay out of the box. You cannot give yes. Boston the momentum at home. You got to stay out of the box. They were three for four uh, on Friday night. Panthers responded well, going two for four on their power play chances, which is awesome. But you just can't. You just can't take seven penalties again on in game seven I, I just i think that's a recipe for a disaster um <clears throat> you need to stay disciplined ekblad's got to take 
you know, make smarter plays. Bennett's got to be a little bit more disciplined too. Just across the board, be better with your stick and your hands and just realize that, you know, you're in Boston now. Calls might go their way. Their crowd's going to be behind them, you know, towards the end. So I don't know. I don't know. It's like every game I look at, I'm like, oh boy, you like, can they pull this off? And, and here we are, here we are boys. And, you know, it'll be a great atmosphere. I'm sure at the watch party, uh, I think it's at uh, what's it called, Ryan? The the Angel or something like that. On I I didn't see in Fort Lauderdale. I, I forgot what it what it said, but um, six thirty p.m. puck drop on Sunday afternoon or Sunday night. Uh, it'll Got be the, afternoon for the you. The Angelus. The Angelus. There we go. So, at least we avoided that three p.m. puck drop because I would have been. I probably wouldn't have watched it. <laughs> it was three p.m. because those are disasters. So. 6.30 close this enough to 7. sad to say. Wouldn't watch the game. <laughs> I was just saying 3 o'clock would have been a disaster. To Kirby, he, he's saying he can't go to the watch party because he see what he see, has to see what he has to do. Like, he's not going to watch this game. I, I don't know what to say anymore about him. I don't know. I'm just saying it's it's a little out of the way. And, and uh, we got we got spaces right after Kirby. So. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I had some good content for spaces last night. But Kirby, I, I, tr- I got the mic, but Kirby had the chat about the uh, – I had to do his opening. I was I was watching fans running in my mouth a little bit. Kirby. Oh, you want to come in there with some of that Boston smoke? Uh, a couple of our spacers came in there and said uh, they were whining quite a bit on uh, social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were going at them. I, people are always looking if Ryan's got the comments in the the official team page uh, form. He'll sometimes drop in there and, and mm-hmm. write his thoughts in there. So I don't know, Ryan, if you were. Going around on Twitter right last night, writing some messages to Bruins fans. No, I, I didn't even see who scored the empty netter because I was yelling at a Boston fan because they were yelling at us and talking shit like, oh, oh, Quebec needs another team as we were, you know, as we were down. Uh, in oh, they started the Quebec before. stuff. So we weren't playing yeah, the Montreal. That was in person to me. They said, oh, they need to move. There's no fans here. So I was yelling at one Boston fan on the way down out of the section. Well, I know uh, Steve from our community, and uh, I think it was Michael from our community. They were sitting in the same section, and a Boston fan threw his beer after the Bruins' fourth goal in celebration, oh. and I think it landed on about 20 different Panther fans. I'm shocked. So there were some things uh, Boston fan did that as, as, as normal with Boston crowds. Wow. So, so. Scumbags. So I'll ask you guys this question as we wrap up here, boys. Game 7 in Boston, Florida Panthers, Boston Bruins. What happens? Ryan, we'll start with you. So I'm I'm going Kirby said I, I ruin everything. So I'm gonna say Boston wins. Wink wink. Kirby. Uh, I think it's a real low scoring game. I'm hoping there's some vibes of back to Eastern Conference Finals in nineteen ninety-six. You know, that Tommy Fitzgerald goal. Maybe it's a, like a Carter Verhage goal. I kind of I know Ryan mentioned him to me off the air. I kind of feel like it could be like a Verhage type night with a big goal. I don't know, like two two to one Panthers. Wow. Open. Yeah, with a Bob Knight and a Verhage oh, wow. big goal. That's what I'll say. Okay. Well, yeah. I will say, like you said, Kirby, to tie in some history here. The last time Boston faced an elimination game to the Florida Panthers. It was that Bill Lindsay moment where you always remember that dive and that celebration. And uh, obviously that was in Miami at the time, but in Boston and TD garden, you know, you're going to need one of those moments in these, in these late moments. I I'm, I'm, 
I'm very cautious to say it, but I'm going to go with the Florida Panthers, pull it off. I think they're going to be 3-2 victory. I think it's going to be tied going into the third period, and someone makes a, a big moment late in that third period to uh, to pull us through into the second round. I mean, why not? Why not? Being down why not us? Being down 3-1. You know, we've emphasized this so many times on this podcast, just – the down and outs and the doomers and and those that have wanted us to be done with and just over with. I mean, why not one more game and you know another series to boot after that? So, David, David, I will say, like I just said earlier, the first ten minutes is critical and it's critical for Bobrovsky. First goal wins, if, right? If, if it gets away from us, it's going to get away from us really early. Mm-hmm. I think if we get by that first 10, 15 minutes, we're looking at maybe a two to one, three to two game. I hope so. And like like we've emphasized and you guys, you know, Ryan just said the first goal has won all six games of this series. So, yep. I mean, you assume it, it wouldn't continue a trend like that, but six out of six sounds pretty good. So if the Panthers can go to score first like they did in game three uh, with or I'm sorry, within game two and in game five in Boston then it would be a really good recipe for some early success from, from the cats. There. I mean, going down one goal in Boston in game seven could turn into a disaster. So it, it has to be first goal for us, no matter what. Yeah. But I mean, it's just these guys got nine lives. I mean, I hope they haven't used up all nine lives. Just well, yet. <laughs> old, old Mark looks hurt. First of all, uh, to me, I don't yeah, know. He's not. on the ground all the time. It looks, he looks sluggish getting up. And then if they put in Swayman, I'm, I'm not as worried about Swayman and he's, he's a little cold right now. So I'm not too worried about their goaltending, which I thought would be their biggest strength in the series. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, no, no sign of whoever they're going to call up to be the goalie in game seven just yet. Um, You know, that Allmark has, I don't think played in his career as many games in a row like this that he has, Mm -hmm. you know, in a long time. So it'll be interesting. Very interesting to see. I mean, I think Bobrovsky will get the call for sure. Game seven, and then we'll see who Boston puts in there, but they should be at full strength. David, I got something really quick here from David Dwork, who was a guest on our podcast earlier this season. Just a DM from him. I, I wanted to know a stat. And he said, per the NHL media site, Paul Maurice is 10-4 and four on challenges during the regular season and 2-0 and oh during the playoffs. And he says, that'll be $12.50. You can pay me to a Venmo or a Zelle. And I told him, well, we don't have that in Canada. So I said, David, we can put it on <laughs> cab. So, oh, wow. Rodriguez is. <laughs> this is sad. I, I saw I think it was maybe him that wrote the article that I was like the assistant video coach that saw the hand pass and mm-hmm. phoned that in. Two of them. That's a, put his nuts on the table there in the biggest moment of the season. Yeah, we'll remember that. Did one. you think it was a hand pass, Kirby? I mean, it hit his uh, hand. It was but very I don't tough. know the rule. Was it, it the most? The, there was no motion, but it did the hit. Finger, his hand. There was no the finger with touched it to the me. Puck. But his but his fingers did clearly touch the puck. And he was so that's that's the rule. I don't know if you have to make a motion or whatever. Yeah, it's a tough one. I wouldn't want to make that call. Like I would be, I would be pissed off if that happened to us. But I'll take it. And for our video coaches to make that call into yeah. Maurice from the bench, that's that's big balls because that's a that is balls. Ball. <laughs> well, we're gonna need him on Friday on Sunday night, boys. And uh, I'm excited. I know I'll you put him out on the table for the cats. If they need my balls, they can take them. Montour, Montour. You know what he did that first goal. Mm-hmm. That was money. First goal in this first goal each game in the series is big. So we'll see who it is for the cats. Let's hope it's us. Yeah, we'll see on Sunday night. Uh obviously it's gonna be exciting and exciting time to be a Florida Panthers fan. You have a chance to upset one of the greatest regular season teams in in and in modern NHL history. And you got a chance to do it in a game seven. So nothing more you could look forward to on a Sunday afternoon and Sunday night. So I hope you guys can catch the game. 
Ryan Kirby, as always, I thank you guys for joining me uh, on this Saturday as we preview this hopefully not final game of the season, but final game hopefully of the series. Not. And hopefully next week we can talk about a preview of the next second round. But yeah, I'm excited, boys, and I'm excited to uh, share and just feel the, the the passion of another playoff game on a Sunday. And I know you guys are as well. Uh, so before we wrap here with a, a minute here, uh, any last words from you guys? Yeah, I want to I want to play Toronto so bad. I I don't care what happens in the Tampa Bay Toronto series, but uh, yeah, just be nice for the Panthers. Um, to just put a full effort out there. If they come up short, I can live with that. And uh, right, my summer will be a lot easier than it was last summer after that sweep of Tampa. So whatever plays out here, I think you know I'll be happy regardless of the results. Just want to see you know good effort in Game Seven. Yeah. Kirby just gave the Giannis there's no failure in sports quote right there. <laughs> hey, he said some smart stuff there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like you said, Kirby, I mean, the the boys have battled all the way to get here, and if they can get, put one more effort like that, win or loss, it'll be an honorable for sure uh, kind of thing. But I think at the end of the day, the locker room wants to win, and if they lose tomorrow, they'll be uh, really bummed. So, again, appreciate all you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening. As always, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope we can catch you on the next one. Uh, an exciting time. Thank you on the Discord and everybody in there. And as always, Ryan and Kirby, vamos gatos. Let's go Panthers. Vamos gatos. And let's win go game cats. seven. Let's win go game cats. Seven. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. So if you want to bet on the Florida Panthers, Colorado Avalanche, Boston Bruins, Seattle Kraken, any teams that are games that are coming up, make sure to use DraftKings Sportsbook for all new customers and get $150 in bonus bets when you make a $5 bet for new customers. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 